Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the show today. We have been wanting to do this episode for weeks now, and we're so excited that we get to talk about it today. We're going to be sharing our friendship story, um, how we met, our lives growing up in our small town, and how we've remained friends into adulthood. Yes, we're so excited. We sort of mentioned it in our introduction, but Beth and I have known each other for essentially our whole lives, with our friendship really starting around the sixth, seventh grade. I think like seventh grade for me, maybe around sixth grade for you, Beth. Yeah. We counted it back at one point. We counted back the years at one point, and I think it's around 15 years of like best friendship, which is just yeah. so cool. It also makes me feel really old saying that, but it's also it's also cool. <laughs> um, there's lots within our story that we want to cover as well, such as the topic of bullying, especially when it's in the world of 12-year-old girls. It's a scary place there that we want to address. Um, parents nurturing successful friendships and maintaining friendships as you grow up, including what to do if there's a fallout in your friendship. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. I just got to say, I've been dying to talk about this one. <laughs> Me too. Because I just remember our early friendship being so fun and adventurous. You know, and it's yeah. so fun to reflect on it. Like sometimes when I'm just feeling down, I just think about some of the times we've had and it's enough to just like lift my spirits. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. So fun. We'll get more into that soon. Um, first, let's jump into the community news segment. Absolutely. So for the community news this week, one thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, this is for the photo editors or really anyone, photography or photo editing related listening, um, the topic of AI becoming more common to use for editing your galleries and the implications of that. Obviously, I as a photo editor, that makes me sometimes a little bit nervous, but kind of been looking into it a little bit and hearing what people have to say about it in the industry and um, I don't really know much about it or how it works other than, you know, it can be, you know, quick and quote unquote easier for a photographer to use rather than outsourcing to a photo editor. But I just wanted to encourage the photo editors listening to it today. I don't think this ha has to be anything for us to compete with or be nervous about. I would personally continue to market yourself as a person, as a human being who just wants to help busy photographers with their editing. Continue to remind photographers that you encourage feedback and personalization within their editing and um, that you like you are a person who has the time, the willingness and the dedication to master a photographer style better than any computer can. So. Yeah, and I'll just say it from the photographer's perspective, nothing is going to be able to replace knowing that I can talk to a real human and work out some of the different um, issues and just kind of say, you know, this is how I want to do this and customize it fully Absolutely. for myself. Nothing's going to replace that. I mean, like I said before, Ayla is my photo editor because she's amazing. Woo. And mm -hmm. nothing, I've actually looked into this because I was so curious. I hadn't ever heard about AI photo editing until recently. Um, so I looked into it. I was like, what's this? Like, that sounds interesting. And from what I've seen about it and talking to some other people who've tried it out, it just seems like, um, like it's still a lot of work to learn it. So it's not as easy as just handing over uh, your galleries to someone else. There's going to be a lot of a learning curve for you. You're still doing some of the work. And uh, as far as I know, it's not as customizable either. It kind of goes off of your previous edits. 
And then if you go to upload a gallery that was a little bit different, maybe you need it edited a little bit more moody because of the lighting or the occasion, it's not going to be able to really do that. So at the moment, I would just say nothing is going to, for me personally, nothing is going to replace real people when it comes to editing. Thank you. So nice of you to say. And yeah, with any with any competition ever in the industry, just continue to market you, yourself, you've got this and you are irreplaceable. Uh, the other mm-hmm. segment of our community news is the trending topic of film and film style photography coming back into circulation. I personally yes. really like this trend. Um, it's it's a trend all the way from film style photography so like blurring your photos a little bit more playing around with your flash a little bit more and uh just certain like angles and compositions that you might have never thought of before becoming more popular i'm really enjoying that i'm enjoying it coming across my desk just more unique and kind of timeless photography in that sense all the way to actual film photography with like uh, mm-hmm. physical photos and a dark room becoming more popular. I've seen some photographers start to offer they work out of their own dark room and put together a photo book by hand. And I think that's a really cool trend that I'm seeing. And it's super, super fun. So I've been enjoying seeing that. Yeah, I've been enjoying that too. I really think it's fun to kind of get out of the stuff you typically do and kind of bring that creativity back to the front of your mind. Right. Um, and if you're curious about getting into that, I know I know a lot of photographers who've actually invested in real film cameras oh, and I love their work. I love what they're doing with that. But if you're just kind of curious and want to dip your toes in, there are some um, like digital cameras that mimic film photography. Uh, so you okay. can look into those. Yeah, there's like a lot of options if you're just curious about it. Everything from like editing your photos just to look filmy, um, just to getting like a digital camera that mimics film to actually going and getting film. So you kind of have a lot of options if you're curious about getting into that. Oh, that's good to know for sure. Yeah. All right. So that was our community news segment. Now we're going to go into us talking about our origin story and our friendship. All right. So where do we even start? I suppose it goes back to us being younger than like 10 or 11 um, because our older brothers actually played soccer on the same soccer team. Yeah, it was super fun. Our county, it was just like county programmed soccer I guess and I remember the games were every Saturday and both of our older brothers were in the same grade and played together so we'd be just sitting in the grass on the sidelines um yeah. again yeah how old did we say like being six or seven or sorry 10 11 yeah, maybe so. and uh there was one day Beth I don't remember I don't know if you remember this but like we mm-hmm. were just kind of co-playing side by side like right. sort of interacting with each other but it was around mm-hmm. fall Right, because soccer happened in the fall, so there were leaves all over the ground. And without even speaking, you and I just started, like, picking up these leaves and, like, tying them to this chain link fence that was yes. there. Yes. Yeah, oh, to make like, make, like, a leaf wall. And then yep. a mean boy that we didn't know. I have no idea who this mm-hmm. was, but he came and ripped all our leaves off of our chain link fence. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he ripped no, apart our right. leaf wall, and we were so sad. And my mom came over and was like, hey. You put all those leaves back. They worked so hard on it. Yes. Your mom to the rescue. That is so fun. I totally remember that. That is, I I would say that's my earliest memory with you because I yeah. don't remember quite as well as you do, I think. I don't remember um, 
all the times we hung out during soccer. I think what you were saying, it was a lot of co-playing, like just kind of being in the same area, like right next to each other, kind of playing with random stuff and like, you know, maybe say something to each other. But, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, this is that little girl that I see when I go to soccer, my brother's soccer games. Like, it, yeah. you know, it wasn't really a connection. I didn't really know who you were, but I do remember that memory specifically. Right. Uh, that's why, yeah, that's why it popped in my brain. I was like, I think that's my earliest, like, time of us hanging out and then um we went to the same church so that's how we continued to like grow up together but we kind of had different friend groups for a while like we knew each other but we had different friend groups because you went to a christian school in our town and then i was homeschooled um but we still went to the same church so some of our friends definitely overlapped but like we existed we didn't really like we weren't friends at the time really No, we weren't. And I think one of the reasons we weren't friends is because we did go to the same church, but my family only really went to church on Sundays. Um, I wasn't involved in any of the like extracurriculars, if you will. Um, I didn't go to the Wednesday night like kid groups or anything. And I know you did. And so that's how you actually knew some of the other people, uh, some of the other kids at church. I didn't know any of the other kids at church. My only friends were people at school. I didn't have any other friends besides that. Right, right. And you went to a pretty small school, so... Right. And yeah, and it's kind of funny. Beth and I talk about this all the time, how like somehow within our groups, we were just misfits in some way or another. I still never really figured out why, but uh, just didn't quite fit into the groups that we had chosen each in our separate like homeschool and Christian school groups. And I make this I make this joke as an adult because I can I can laugh at it now. But even though I was homeschooled, I still got like very much bullied. And right. uh, usually people laugh because yeah. I'm like, I got bullied at homeschool. It wasn't by my siblings. Well, it was a little bit. But also, like, we <laughs> – I guess I'll kind of explain how because everyone's homeschool life is different. But we still had, like, homeschool charter school, like, groups that we went to, like, two to three times a week that had, like, art classes and a math class here and there. So we still kind of had, like, small little classes we would go to. So we were still very much socialized. And it was the friends within there that kind of ended up, like – bullying me essentially (laughs) right exactly so you still had like a school you were going to on the days that you weren't just home when you were homeschooled yeah like it varied year to year but generally two to three days a week we had uh classes we'd go to I and they were broken up so say we went on Tuesday and Thursday Tuesday might be art and drama and Thursday might be like math and piano or something like that they were kind of broken up like that um and then for every other day we were home Yeah. And man, I tell you, it's something about groups of girls between like the ages of 10 and 14. Like it was so strange because like (laughs) being mean and the bullying, it was kind of sneaky. And I think that's why we all stayed friends. Like you were talking about your friend group and then my friend group, we all stayed friends for so long because it wasn't always outright bullying. I mean, bullying, I don't know if it's just changed over the years, but it's not like what you see in movies. It's so subtle. And it's just a process of like breaking down someone's self-confidence, breaking down, you know, how they feel about themselves and to exalt yourself as the, you know, as the bully. And I just, it's just so sad. It's not always very obvious. And sometimes you don't even notice it until you're looking back and you're like, wow, that was like, that was bad. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'll talk to my mom about it sometimes and I'll be like, but things were fine. And my mom's like, no, Ayla, you were being like singled out and bullied. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, uh, especially when you compare it to like young boys who are 10 and 11, they might just like punch each other and then they eat lunch together like five minutes later and they just go about right. their lives. But girls, it's like years. And I always found out specifically 
pairs were okay. Like you could hang out in pairs. If it was you mm, and one other right. friend going to someone's house, like that usually was fine. But if there were groups, it was all over. Like three or more, there was like just groups that would pair against other groups within sleepovers and stuff. It was really weird. And my mom even started giving me her cell phone when I went to group sleepovers in case I needed to call her to like have her come get me because I would be too shy to ask the parents of the household if I could use their phone and there was like one parent that didn't like let me like it was super late at night and I was like I need to call my mom and they were like no don't bother your mother and I was like um okay okay. (laughs) so my mom started giving me her cell phone and my mom was such a legend she was like you can I don't care what time it is. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you need, if you don't want to be at this sleepover anymore, you call me. And I did take advantage yeah, of that. Good. Not often, but I think two or three times in yeah the middle of the night, I had yeah. her, I had her come get me. And that's good. My mom was so awesome. She really had my back through all of this. Like she knew it was happening. Oh, yeah. She worked at one of the homeschool groups that I went to, and this is like a smaller story, but she she was using the bathroom and two girls who were kind of mean to me walked into the bathroom and didn't know she was in there and they were talking about me I don't even remember what they were saying they were probably like I don't know Ayla's weird she looks dumb today whatever and my mom like came out of the stall and was like excuse me (laughs) yeah go carry Anne yeah oh my gosh and she told me that later and I was like thanks for sticking up for me and uh We guys, I just want to preface, we share these stories. We, we're, we're adults. We can laugh at it. We are by no way airing yes. out, like, anything we'd call trauma or anything like that. We have no ill no. will towards, like, these people or these stories. It was a super long time ago. Uh, this was just kind of this... This is a preface of how Beth and I became friends and why we're including it. And you can hear we're laughing at it. Like, we don't care exactly. anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're not saying this because we're bitter or anything. We we just don't care. Um, but it is really important to how we become became friends. And it's actually central, I think, to why our friendship worked so well. Um, because, you know, I was in a similar I was in a similar boat. Um, yeah. For me, it was mostly at school because, like you said, one on one was pretty much um, better when you're hanging out with someone one-on-one. But um, for example, I think I was in, I don't know what grade it was, honestly, but like one time our class was like waiting outside the classroom to go inside after like a recess. And I was wearing this like new shirt that I was super excited about. I mostly wore like hand-me-downs and like thrifted stuff. Um, right, same. Yeah. So I got a new, yeah, exactly. Which I didn't mind so much. Well, until this, you know, I was a little bit like self-conscious about it, but I didn't think it was a big deal until this right. day. Um, but I was excited oh, yeah. about this shirt. <laughs> I was excited about this shirt, whatever, right? Um, so one, someone in my class said something like, oh, like, um, is that shirt new or whatever? And I just said, yeah, it is. And they were like, oh, it's not really your style. And I just kind of asked, I was so confused. I was like, what do you mean by that? And they proceeded to say, oh, you know, your style is just like pants that are too short, dorky shirts, clunky tennis shoes, like, you know, like a, a, a flat flat hair with the middle part literally started listing everything I was ever self-conscious about and all the things I was secretly worried about and this was in front of the entire class like did not oh. relent this person did not like ha- like right. have any grace so at all and even one person thankfully one person did say something like at the end they're like that was kind of mean and the person that was said all this stuff was like well I'm just being honest so I mean oh, it's just so, like things no. like that oh, 
it's yeah. okay, we're fine. But like right. this kind of thing that kept Ayla and I kept being singled out in our groups by people for whatever reason being singled right. out and we were kind of the ones who were put down our self-confidence just kept taking hits you know I just and I think Ayla you were probably the same way I just sat and took it I really didn't start yeah. speaking up for myself I did you know? nothing about it and I don't know why but I was just like okay and I'd go have lunch with them at school all the next day or whatever yeah. like it hadn't yeah. happened well, what are you gonna do there's no one else I for myself at least it wasn't until my friendship with you got stronger that I realized it's really not okay to be treated like this like this isn't normal you know I right. had serious self-confidence issues for years and I know that you probably did too um right. and Ayla you were the one who helped me gain my voice and my confidence not even directly you weren't telling me like you know you got right. this or you're amazing it was just by you accepting me as I was and allowing me to grow on my own and be my own person like we'll talk more about that I'm sure in a second right it's so true like we just we didn't have a problem with each other at all there was no need to point anything out about each other if we wore yeah. a new outfit or tried a new thing we were like that was so cool like that looks great on you like yes. it was just completely different exactly uh, it was just such a you know, revolutionary friendship for me. I never had anything like that. And I think the final straw actually maybe for both of us was right. like the sleepover. We're going to tell you a second about this. So oh, there was the like when Ayla and I, yes, exactly. When Ayla and I say the sleepover, like we're kind of giving each other like the, there side was a time. Eye, like the sleepover. Yes. Um, we were, we were, it was like, um, some sleepover might've been a birthday party or something like that. And we were yeah. both just not having a good time. And it was kind of the first time it was actually the first time now that I think of this back that our two friend groups had merged like the, the right. kind of church we group were with both like there. a couple people from my yeah. school. Yeah, exactly. You and I had never really, we had already met and become friends, but you know, we'll get into that in a second, how we met, but like we, I think we, or had we met yet? Wait, I can't remember. We now. we met like we we knew who each other was and we knew each other's okay, families, but, but I we think hadn't it had was our only, official meeting yet. I think it was only like at church, like the church, you know, um, would have like Sunday school, oh, right. like that the sixth grade girls would go to, and you and I went together Ooh. to that. But I'm That's mostly right. positive this was the first, if not one of the first, like sleepovers that we were both at. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Now that you say that, totally jogs my memory. We hadn't had our official like one-on-one -on -one meeting with each other yet okay no. that's right but this sleepover yeah we weren't having a good time and I I noticed that you weren't either and again it was one of those hard things because I didn't know you really and um you know I didn't know why everyone was being so mean to you like you know I just wanted to be your friend I liked you I was like oh this this girl's nice like she's friends with these people I'm sure that you know she's a great person but people were just being so mean to you and I yeah. noticed you know your just expressions you just started to get more and more like just disheartened it looked like throughout the right. night and just like oh, I was like what is going on like I don't like this but again I was so shy I hadn't learned to speak up for myself yet so I didn't know how to speak up for other people either yeah and I think so. I remember looking back like I remember what problems were going on in that sleepover I don't have to get into it it was just this mob mentality right. of like yeah whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but so I and I kind of remember like the evening started fun and then slowly I just got more and more quiet like I'm not really having a good time but I'll stay here or whatever and I noticed you were not one of those people like you you were quiet too like you mm. weren't one of the people who had anything bad to say about me or anything to make fun of me right. for like you you were quiet as well and I did definitely notice right. that I was like she's oh wow yeah I was like it was kind of a neutral thought. Like I wasn't like, that's at least being nice to me. But I was like, she's right. here and she's not like engaging in any of this I'm right not now. Participating. And that, 
Yeah. And that really did stick out to me for sure. Well, that's such a big thing too, because, you know, in these groups that we're talking about, it's so easy for people to, I think, get swept up in the the teasing and the bullying and the cutting down that like when yeah. you're just simply not that person, you kind of stand out to the person who's being picked on. And so not yeah. again, it wasn't a conscious effort. I was so uncomfortable. It wasn't a conscious effort on my part. I was just like, what is going on? Like, this is not the vibe. Like, what the yeah. heck? So I was like, we're 10 yeah. and we're just trying to have like a princess sleepover or whatever it was. <laughs> I was yeah. there for the ice cream and cake. Let's be honest. I was there yeah. for the ice cream and cake. Like, I don't know why it had to turn into something so vicious. So I was very confused. And I think I'd say about 80% of the people there, I didn't even know. I knew the the one who was hosting the party, of course. And I right. recognized your face, but had never again really been like friends with you. So I was very out of place as well. Yeah. And I think this actually just now popped into my brain, but I think, you know, I told my mom about that night, like when she picked me up the next day, I told her like, you know, what happened. And I was like, everyone was just being so mean. And she was like, well, Beth Glazier was there. Like, was she being mean? And I was like, no, she was okay. Like, so like she asked because she knew each friend that was at these places and she was like, oh, was being mean, you know, wanted to find out. And I was like, no, Beth was nice. And so that kind of like, I think she must have said something of like, well, maybe ne- next time you should go hang out with Beth. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah, she, that I'm just remembering that, but I'm pretty sure she was like, maybe next time if like you and Beth can just hang out with each other and let everyone else do their own thing. And Aww. I was like, that's a good point. And that's kind of like yeah. leads into our like story story. There was a day where yes. Beth and I, it's kind of, okay. So this is a funny story. It's a bit of an inside joke. I don't know how funny it is yep. to like everybody, but we were reminiscing about this a few days ago and we just thought it was too cute not to not to share. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, this is the story, you guys, though. Like this is how we met. Like as goofy and silly as it is, um, you know. It's us. It's it's just always how we've been. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So to put it in context, imagine the sleepover, the sleepover that we just talked about. Probably a couple weeks after that is maybe mm-hmm. roughly yeah. around when this happened. But both of our parents uh, worked at the church that we both went to. And yeah. I forget what day it was of the week, but they would have like staff meeting. And every now and yeah. again, Beth and I would end up at these staff meetings because our moms were in them. And so we were just like outside of the church playing or whatever. And on this day, we both happened to be there while our moms were in meetings. So we were like, okay, like we'll yeah. just play. And it's kind of hard to explain, but our church campus is pretty big and all outside. And there's multiple like paths and kind of staircases to take you from one building to another. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting on this set of concrete stairs, just like talking. And then there was a path that kind of swirled and looped up to the sanctuary where our parents were in. And over time, people, this is so random, but like over time, people had kind of made their own natural like footpaths around the stairs or like cutting through the concrete paths so over time the ground had worn down into these new paths that people were taking for some reason instead of the stairs yeah they just ignoring the stairs and cutting through and then eventually our church noticed that and in one of the paths that had been worn down they built concrete stairs over it and this was huge news to us christian you know homeschooled christian (laughs) school kids our church had put in stairs covering one of the paths and we went to town talking about that for some reason we were like yeah. well like people made their own path and they finally like put stairs over it and it it was you or it was one of us who was like what if they just like made a new path next to the stairs and like still <laughs> because- just refused to use the stairs 
Well, yeah, because remember, this was like there was one set of stairs to the left. Then there was the path that everyone cut through to. And so they built stairs over that. And so we were just kind of like, okay, this is one set of staircases, like five feet from the other set of staircases that take you to the same spot. But people are just going to keep cutting around. Yeah, we were like, they must refuse to use stairs. So what if, and this, guys, this devolved into (laughs) like a two-hour conversation. Two hours. Two full hours. (laughs) Non-stop about like these stairs. And like we, it basically, we'll spare you most of the details. But eventually we got to the point, the concept was like, the church is going to keep building stairs and people are going to keep refusing to use them. And we were like, they're going to go around. They're going to go around. Suddenly the entire church campus is just going to be a mound of stairs. So people are going to like catapult themselves to where they need to go yeah. because they're going to refuse to use the stairs. And then yeah. they're going to start flying and then the world will become stairs or something. Yes. <laughs> and as goofy as it sounds, you guys, like this. We were I serious. Was, I, <laughs> we were dead oh, we were, serious. We were having so much fun. Well, so like in the progression of this was like, okay, so we're sitting there, you know, hadn't talked to each other yet. Kind of awkward. Like, okay, here's this person. I should probably like talk to this person because our moms yeah. are in the staff meeting. Like we have nothing to do for the next two hours. So we kind of like start talking a little bit and we're just like, oh, what's there to talk about? Mm, these stairs are right here. <laughs> and then it kind of progressed as getting goofier and goofier with each other. And just, I can't even explain it. That feeling of being able to get lost in a conversation with someone, right. talking about the goofiest stuff, and we just kept matching each other's goofy energy. We just kept getting, like, as soon as I say something that maybe if I had said it to anybody else, they would have looked at me like, okay, you freak, I'm done that talking was weird. to you. At one point, at one point, we'd start talking about dinosaurs in relation to the stairs. Did we? Like, it does oh not gosh. make any sense. I don't doubt it. Oh, yeah, it. I think <laughs> I mentioned, I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. I was like, they're going to get, they're going to bring dinosaurs back to life just so they can s- take giant steps over the stairs and avoid them. You guys, well, exposing yes. ourselves right now. The point was, though, it's Two just hours, was, you guys. It was madness. On. <laughs> Ma- but only about stairs. When I say we did not branch out to any other topic. Nope at all and so it was just like it was amazing like right after that you know it was like whoa I remember getting in the car and going home and processing this is the best day of my life (laughs) that was so much fun exactly I was like wait a second I need to be her friend I have never felt that comfortable around a person and just had so much fun I just and I was like wait did I just talk to her for two hours about stairs i hope she doesn't think i'm weird there was also there was that like exciting factor of like i need to hang out with her and a little bit of a fear of like if she likes me i just realized i just talked to this girl for two hours about stairs i was in the same boat like yeah like i told my mom i was like i hung out with beth all day and it was fun like yeah i was in the same boat Oh, see, exactly. But, you know, we didn't know. We discovered that because we would discover that because right after that, we kept hanging out. Um, But yeah, I realized I hadn't had that experience before of a non-judgmental friend. And that was a really big turning point for me, of course, as we continued to hang out. And I found out that she was actually genuine, is actually genuine, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I was saying, too, like, this, like, goes further into my life and stuff. But, like, based on everything we talked about a few minutes ago with, like, the bullying and stuff, like, I had a really hard time trusting every Mm. single other friend I made after that for a long time like well into college and stuff I always just kind of like had that possibility of like I'm gonna go hang out with these people one day and it's not gonna be good like that was just a worry I had for kind of a while and this is like I'll tell this story maybe another time but like I ended up traveling for a few years and living in community living and stuff and Mm -hmm. the first time I ever flew overseas to go like 
live in this community setting, I prepared myself for that to happen again. I was like, Ayla, you got to be prepared for them to not like you. Like you've never really been liked by big groups. You're going to have to prepare to do this solo because like people aren't going to like you. And then I got there and it was fine. And I realized people don't bully for no reason. And when you grow up and come out of that, everything's better. But like Beth was the one friend that I just didn't have that worry with. Like I never had to worry that you were going to be weird to me one day or anything like that. Like, yeah, it was just like our friendship started and we had no reason to fight. We had no reason to compete. We were just like, that's just how, that's just how it went. Yep. Same. Exactly the same. Didn't have to worry that you were talking about me behind my back, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then from then on, that's like the, like the years that follow that day, the stairs day was like the Mm -hmm. golden years, like just some of my favorite memories um this is kind of funny though so okay so I say the golden years of our friendship and we started getting into high school but oddly enough we went to the same high school and again we had different friend groups in high school like we'd pass each other at school and be like oh hi Uh, but like we like didn't talk at high school but when summer came that was our territory that was like you and I hung out with each other in the summer I never saw my high school friends during the summer it was like our time Summer was for you. Like summer was for Beth and Ayla. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, and I will say though, to preface the high school thing though, we, we were in different grades and I think that affected it. You and I have talked about that before briefly. I think if we were in the same grade and had transitioned to high school together, we probably would have hung out a little bit more at school, but just so happened that we were in different grades. You were a year ahead of me. So, you know, we had our own friends naturally from our classes. And I did theater. I was a theater kid and you were more like into like sports and like the academic clubs and stuff like that but yeah like whenever summer came around it was like part of what made it so great is my family is lucky and blessed enough to have this cabin on this lake Mm -hmm. that's in our town amazing lake destination and uh so we would go hang out there and my mom was like super great about our friendship and just like loved the friends that we had become so whenever my parents were up at the lake she was like get Beth up here for like a week like just get her to like come up here and camp out so we would hike we'd kayak we'd go to like the, the the snack shack that was there uh all day just like out in the sun just hanging out like and just talking nonstop about whatever about whatever was going on exactly never ran out of things to talk about somehow but it was just my favorite days were when we would wake up uh, because we would sleep outside on the on the porch area outside on the big deck that was always so funny wake up feeling so refreshed we'd wake up we'd like you know have breakfast we'd literally get up immediately pull out the kayaks put on our swimsuits and like go kayak across the lake the entire way. It was like yeah. a long time. A, it was a take bigger lake too. To yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then we'd park the kayaks and we'd carry the paddles with us to where we'd walk to the little grocery store or to the little snack shack and we'd get like either a popsicle or we would get fries and ice cream. That's a funny story. We, we had to get soft serve ice cream and fries yes. from this place. Anyone else who knows the place we're talking about will understand. Mm-hmm. Best combination. We almost named this podcast fries and ice cream because of that but that's the best tasting combination specifically from this snack shack too and then we would like you know sit and eat that then we kayak all the way back across the lake and then we would like swim and we would we would like dive down the water (laughs) (laughs) we would we could spend hours like diving down getting the biggest rock that we could and like either trying to swim it up or like walk it up I mean again maybe to you guys this sounds so random and dumb but I'm just telling you time up 
of my life. If I could go back and relive any of these days, I totally would. And then we'd be like tuckered out. So we'd like lay out in the sun, get super sunburned, you know, like eat strawberries, listen to music. I don't even know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then we'd go and like rinse off and get in like sweatpants. And that was always the best feeling because as the night started to get colder, you get into like sweatpants and go in front of the heater. And then we would like go to sleep outside and do it all again the next day. Yeah. And we would just crash out every night. We'd get into bed and we were like, and then we'd wake up and be like, let's do it again. Yep. All summer basically. Exactly. If we weren't kayaking too across the lake, then we were walking around the lake, which would take like two hours and we would just walk around the lake. It was so much fun. So, um, and one interesting thing about this, I had some pretty strict parents with sleepovers. We were only ever allowed to do like one, one night for sleepovers. Um, like we couldn't do like two nights in a row. And I'm sure a lot of parents are probably like that as well, but this was my first time ever experiencing my parents letting me go for two nights in a row. Right. So like was at the cabin. And that was a yeah, that was a big deal. I remember you were like, I get to stay for two nights. And like every summer we were able to weasel a few more. It was like three, it was like four, because my mom was a big pusher. She was like, I want Beth around. Like my mom always just really liked you. And she was like, Let's like get her up here. <laughs> like as long as right. she wants to come, basically. Like you were welcome as yes. long as you could be there, which was so cool. Exactly. I love that. And I think my, you know, my parents obviously recognized our friendship, how great it was. And so they were like, you know what? Oh, it's for it's with Ayla. Oh, it's at the Bucks cabin. Yeah, she she can go another night. So that was so great having that, you know, that friendship nurtured even by our parents. Yeah. And that was like a random point. I didn't think I was going to want to make this point until I sat to do this outline, but like our parents played a super big part in our friendship and just like, yeah, letting us have those extra nights together. Um, letting us have a bit more independence to like go walk around on our own and stuff like that. Like they just helped encourage what was a really good friendship so much. And kind of like, I wanted to say for any parents that are out there listening who have kids, boys or girls in this similar age, any age really, if you notice that they're just like developing this awesome friendship that's like, they're they're kind to each other, they laugh all the time, that's who they want to hang out with, like do what you can to nurture that, like encourage them to keep seeing that friend. Uh, I know you might not always want to like give kids rides to each other's houses. I know that can be a pain for sure. But if you're able to do it as much as possible, stuff like that, because, you know, we're 10, we're not driving or anything like that. Um, Because sometimes parents just don't want to drive you places. And that's completely fair. But if you ever find yourself able to, I definitely recommend nurturing friendships like that as much as possible, because it might be a lifelong friend for that child. So, yeah. And also it teaches those kids how to pick the good friends too because again neither of us had great friends before this so it kind of taught us oh you can have high standards for your friends you don't come home crying after you spend the night at their house that's probably a good thing (laughs) exactly so this like this was the dynamic for us eighth grade all the way through high school was like summer was just like party time and then well you know good christian kid party time (laughs) (laughs) strawberries on the dock after swimming party time (laughs) yeah exactly no yeah um but then of course you grow up yeah work happens college happens I specifically remember the first summer that I had like a job because I didn't work in high school but then I got a job right out right after I graduated high school and I remember you texting me being like do you want to hang out this day do you want to hang out this day and I was like no sorry I work sorry I work and then that that was was life and then that's just the way it's been yeah (laughs) yep that was the transition into how it was gonna be forever 
Yeah, and life changed a little bit. Um, I went on to community college just within our county, and Beth was finishing up high school. And at first, our friendship stayed the same, like still pretty steady. Everything was good. I actually remember, oh gosh, okay, this is another story, but I'll tell it quickly. Beth, do you remember I was I was going to school, you were finishing your senior year, and there was one day you just like didn't want to be at school, and you texted me. I was in a class, and I like left my class because you texted me, and you were like, Shut can up. you call me and get me out of school? <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Exposing me right now. Oh, this is, this is what yes. <laughs> I stepped Wait. out of class because you were like, I need your help. Oh I need you. And I thought it was an emergency. And I was like, what? And you were like, I don't want to be here. I want to go get like McDonald's or something. <gasps> can you call and pretend to be my mom and say, I have to go to the dentist so I can just like this leave. You were going to come back too. Like you weren't trying to flee. You just wanted I, to of leave. I come back and yeah. go get a snack and come back. And so I did. I called our high school. Yeah. And I knew Beth's mom well, and it is a small high school. They're not checking any of this stuff. And I knew Beth's no. mom's voice well enough. So I was just like, hi, Bethany Glazier has a dentist appointment at this time. Can she please get a note? And then she'll be back at this time. And they did. And they were like, yeah. okay. And you texted me and you were like, mission successful. I'm out. I was like, dude, that worked. I had forgotten about that. Oh, no. Until you just brought that up. Oh, geez. Well, here's I, hoping my family isn't listening to this episode. <laughs> you know, however many years ago that was. I thought it was so funny. So anyways, the vibes were still awesome. good for the first little bit yeah. after I got out of high school. Um, but then, like, a couple years later or a year or so later, Beth ended up going to school as well a few hours away mm-hmm. from our town. Um, so this was the first bit of like distance put in between us. I, yeah. I googled it the other day. You were like three hours away. Um, yeah, I think it was like three and there and was, half, yeah. Yeah. And then this enters into a sad period of yes. a little over, I think, two years or so where we really didn't talk much. Like we just yeah. kind of let things dissolve for a little while. I personally remember I was going through a really weird part of my life which I might talk about on a different day, but like I just kind of fell away from the Lord for a little while and went on this path of not really the best decisions. But like you, Beth, you didn't. Like when you went to school, you like maintained your relationship with the Lord and like your just standards for life and stuff, which I really admire to this day. Like I always (laughs) admired you for that, but I didn't and I wasn't making the best choices. So I was kind of like, Beth's being so good. And like, just started this weird like we took two different paths that weren't getting along for a while I suppose yeah and of course the distance didn't help either with this um but yeah just that natural drifting that you hear about sometimes it was of course just extra sad because it was you know our friendship um but I think we we were both going through a lot of things and not checking in on each other um you know just trying to handle it ourselves um yeah like you know me trying to adjust to a new town and college and you you know going through your stuff in life so kind of that natural drifting and then not even being in the same town made a big difference yeah and like not even texting each other to like check in and stuff we just kind of like let each other do their own thing and I remember this period of time like we weren't really talking some little fights had even happened within this point like because we never fought and then and I remember the fights and what they were about. They were so dumb, but like they they happened. And my college yeah. graduation was coming up. And I remember this time specifically, we like were not talking. Um, and I think I'd see you yeah. post on Instagram and I was like, whatever, Beth. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like, I didn't invite you to my college graduation. I didn't like nothing really. But you were there and you surprised mm. me by coming there 
all the way from school, like three hours away. And you brought me like balloons and I think flowers and stuff. And I saw you from my seat down in the stadium. Like it was a basketball stadium and all the graduates are like down on the court. And I looked up and I saw you with like balloons and flowers. And I, and that was it. None of the fights mattered. None of the stuff mattered. Like I was so, I was just so happy. I know. (laughs) Don't mind us. (laughs) Pause the pause the podcast. I'm gonna cry. Oh my gosh, what the like, heck? Ugh. I I saw you and I I was dating someone at the time and I just nudged him and I was like Beth Beth's here. Like Beth came came here. Like oh my gosh. And then like you know the graduation happened and I went out to just hug you and it was it was over. Yeah. Like the yep. weird couple years we had were just done. Like I didn't care anymore. Yep. Same exactly. I. I remember that. I mean, of course, I didn't know your perspective until now. But um, yeah, that was it. That was it. I, I don't think we ever fought again, genuinely. Nope. I mean, we still had to relearn how to revamp our long distance friendship, but we never fought again. You know, we just picked up our friendship back from where we, we left it off. And, you know, we went back to the lake. We watched movies together. You know, we did all the things that we used to do. But then, of course, I mean, Ayla, then you kind of transitioning a little bit further on. You started your couple years of traveling. So once again, we found ourselves navigating, I mean, long distance, even, even further long distance. Yeah. Yeah. It was so crazy. Like we did this couple years where we weren't very close. Finally, like rekindled our friendship. And then I just left. (laughs) I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) But for that period of time, things were really sporadic. I was in and out of the United States for months at a time. I was doing mission work in like third world countries. So sometimes just didn't have contact period with anybody. Um, So we weren't really, Beth and I weren't really calling or FaceTiming often, but the dynamic was more so like when we were back in town, then boom, things hadn't changed right back to normal. Like we made sure to see each other. And that like, that worked out pretty well. I would say so. That kind of gave me hope that like, cause after our kind of our scare of not talking for a little while, um, and then kind of becoming best friends again, it was kind of scary. I was definitely scared when you went off. I was so happy for you and so excited, but I was also like, I'm, I definitely cried. I think a little bit, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope this doesn't damage what we just got back. Um, but yeah, you'd come back and it was just the same as before. I mean, we would still like go hang out. Oh, I, one of our favorite things, you know, what I would love doing with you is in like January when it was all snowy at the lake. So for those of you who don't know the small town we lived in, it is in California, but it was a part of California that gets a lot of snow. Like most people, when they think of California, they're like, oh, like you lived at the beach. Like, no, we. Yeah, lived we lived in, in, a mount- in a mountain town. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so that lake we were talking about earlier with her cabin, um, we loved going there in like the winter and we right. would do like cold jumps together. We would literally break through. There were times that I remember, I think we broke break ice, ice yep. to jump in. Yep. Yes, that was. And for fun. some reason, that was like, yeah, after all this, like the times I was traveling and stuff, whenever we were home, if it was winter, yep. we'd be like, let's go to the lake. Let's jump in the water. Matter. Like just again, yeah, right on brand for how we are. <laughs> yep. There was kind of that, at least on my end, I think there was like that desperation of like, when you're home, I'm going to cram in everything I can with you. And just yeah. like all those good things that we love. Like it didn't matter if it was winter or summer. If I was with you, I wanted to go up to that lake. And, you know, get those memories yeah. back and create new memories. So, And we wanted to swim. So we were like, it's January, but like we're just yes. going to swim anyway. <laughs> we're both such big water bugs. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah then, our, our, of course, our bigger moves happened, you know. We moved even so farther I, away. <laughs> even further because we just cannot get enough distance, I guess, between each other. No. Um, you know, I, of course, moved from California over to Hawaii. 
And uh, so that's where I, which is where I am now. Right. And then I moved in uh, summer of 2021. I moved from California to Canada to be with my husband, Chris. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, farther and again, like we mentioned in our intro, just opposite ends of everything, (laughs) basically. Yeah, but tropical climate versus like wintry. And then, of course, now it's now it's just different countries. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're just even in different countries, which is hilarious. Um. And I think, let's see, so about a year passed, maybe a little bit under, I'd say actually I think a little bit under, a year passed us living in different countries. And um, we would call here and there, you know, like FaceTime calls. And we were always commenting on like Instagram, each other's posts and stuff like that. Then on one of our calls, we were just like, you know what? Our friendship is important. Like we miss each other so much when we don't talk. We need to make this a monthly thing, just regular, as regular as we can. Yeah, we started physically, yeah, we started physically marking our calendars, like real calendars, like paper ones yes. that we keep on the wall with the next mm-hmm. date and time so we wouldn't miss it. So we'd call, we'd be like, okay, what's exactly a month from now? That date, perfect. And like, and we wouldn't miss it. Or sometimes the day would come yes. and we were like, oh, today got a little busy, let's do tomorrow. But we'd always reschedule right. and we'd always make it. And that was so yes. much better than going like oh. months and months and months without talking. We were like once a month, like we are making time for this. So this is a huge part of how we got started with this podcast and actually um, how we came to the name of The Art of Intention. Our Mm -hmm. friendship is so important to us. And there was a period of time where we completely could have let it go unmaintained and just dissolve. Right. And like this is a decision. Everything we've talked about is a decision with several important people in my life that I've made. Like moving away to a whole country in general made me, you know, do that with all kinds of friendships in my life where – it's so easy to grow apart and lose track of each other. So there's a conscious moment where like both parties in the friendship decide to not let that happen. So it's like, that's just a part of adulthood and moving away and growing up. That's become really important to me being intentional with the friendships that you want to keep in your Mm -hmm. life. So Beth, uh, I guess in wrapping up this episode, uh, what would you say are a few like active and intentional things that you and I do to maintain our friendship or active things you've done with other friendships in your life? Like for the people listening who may be in a similar boat, what do you think some advice we can pass along? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I would say first and foremost, prioritizing times where you can talk to each other, like actually talking, whether it's a FaceTime call or a phone call, like what we were just talking about. We do our monthly FaceTimes um, and getting those dates actually on the calendar. Um, That's just going to really spring you into whatever else you need to do to maintain your friendship. You know, you'll kind of figure out what you need when you're doing your phone calls. Um, But, you know, also just like messaging you when I wanted life updates, commenting on your Instagram, or if you made an announcement, I'd make sure to like message you and say, oh, let's call. I want to hear about that. So just, it's really just as simple as that. Yeah, because whatever you need to do to maintain your friendship, it'll come naturally if you start just talking to each other. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of remember too, I didn't write this part down, but like, uh, we just like, pray for each other too like for any believers who are listening that's always really good advice too is like it whenever you'd pop to my head I was like I'm just gonna like pray for Beth like whether or not you were going through anything I was like I'm just gonna pray she has a good day or I'm gonna pray for this and like I do that with a lot of my friends from home whenever I think about them I'm just like I'll pray and then I'll text them I'll be like I thought about you today like little texts of like thinking about you praying for you is there anything you need prayer for like can make a really big difference so I, I I'm not the best at it but I cho- I do try to do that with like 
any friends from home that I don't always keep up with. Wow, that's amazing. I love that piece of advice. I do think I do that um, like with you as well and some family members, but I should probably get better about that. Yeah. But also I'll like tell people too, like if I have friends that ask, do you need prayer for anything? I'll really try to sit back and take a moment and just think about that and do that vice versa. It's just, it's really powerful. But yeah, so good. All of that was so good. This was fun. This was mm-hmm. so fun. Yes, it just was. Like, I loved this. Me too. I think we needed it. <laughs> just just like sit, so. reminisce, um, just share some fun stories that we think are really fun. We'll leave it up to you guys if you find this if yeah. you found this episode fun. We are having a ball. But um oh, yeah. I really hope we can keep covering topics like this that revolve around like friendships and relationships and and things like that because I truly believe it's an important topic that shouldn't be ignored. Um, before we started our monthly fi- FaceTimes, I would find myself just feeling like kind of lonely and missing home. And those really helped reground me and like bring me back. So I think the topic of friendship is a way bigger deal than people might make it out to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree. I, again, have learned over the years how much joy my friendship with you brings me. So yeah, it's been great to like kind of bring me back to joy every time we talk. And like we say mm-hmm. with everything in life, being intentional with your friendships is really worth it. You know, when you go through different careers or seasons in life, the hard stuff and the fun stuff, you know, it's really valuable to have people that see you through all of that. People mm-hmm. who you feel are genuine, people who bring you joy, um, people who make you feel safe and heard. Those are the friendships to really nurture And to have grace with, you know, if there is a little bit of time in between talking to each other, do your part and just pick it up where you left off. And you'll find that it's increasingly easier to navigate those friendships and to maintain them. Absolutely. If any of our listeners have advice about how you maintain friendships in adulthood, over long distance, or wherever you're at in life, we want to hear from you. You can send us an email, you can DM us on Instagram, or you can actually head to our Instagram stories right now. We've all asked you there for your friendship advice on our stories. So go ahead and fill that out if you have anything. If we get enough answers, we would love to compile it for a future episode. We're thinking about compiling like listener advice for navigating friendships. So feel free to send us your friendship stories and advice uh, wherever you see fit. Like I said, uh, Instagram stories, email, DMs, anything like that. Yes, that would be so fun. Oh my gosh, yes, please do, because I want to hear that from other people too. Um, So along with that, you know, feel free to send us your thoughts on this episode, any other topics you'd like us to cover. Um, You can even tell us again about previous episodes, what your thoughts were on those. Uh, Give us a follow if you haven't already so you never miss a new episode and so you don't miss all these resources that we put on Instagram because, you know, we'll talk about things in this podcast. We keep mentioning, you know, that we'll link things in our stories and on our Instagram. So go ahead and give that a follow if you haven't already. Yeah, we're super active on there, always keeping everyone up to date with our more educational episodes. We we include all kinds of resources every week, so you definitely won't want to miss out on those. You can find all of that at Art of Intention Podcast on Instagram. And just for fun for our individual businesses, you can find me at Ayla B Edits, and you can find Beth at Beth Schweitzer Photography. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here and for going along with our goofiness and silliness this episode. And I hope that we see you next week. Bye. Bye.